listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Greetings, everybody. This is going to be another huge week in Chicagoland Wrestling, and a huge week on our Windy City Slam podcast as well. I'm just so excited for this week's guest, and it's a big one. It's one of the biggest ones I've had on this show. Busted Open Radio host Dave LaGreca will be joining me this week, and we'll be talking about AEW's All Out card, plus some WWE items, Busted Open Radio, Nation Across the Nation, and a whole lot more. So stay tuned for that interview with SiriusXM Busted Open Radio host Dave LaGreca. All right, let's get right to it. National Wrestling News this weekend, like I said, All Out. And that's Sunday, September the 5th at Now Arena in Hoffman Estates, northwest of Chicago. Stacked lineup. I'm personally looking forward to CM Punk against Darby Allen. The main event of Kenny Omega against Christian Cage for the AEW Championship should be a good one as well. Tons and tons of great matches on that show. Dave and I will talk about that in just a few minutes. But there's plenty of other events in the Chicago area, some of them involving AEW others involving top independent promotions in the area. First of all, AEW in Chicago, Hoffman Estates will be hosting Dynamite on Wednesday and Rampage on Friday. Plus, we have the big AEW versus Pro Wrestling Tees softball game and AEW meet and greets. And that'll be at the Schaumburg Flyer Stadium, Wintrust Field up in Schaumburg. That's Thursday late afternoon, early evening. Colt Cabana will be leading the AEW softball squad against Ryan Barkin, Val Capone, Matt Nix of Pro Wrestling Tees. That should be very exciting. Then we have the AEW All Out Fan Fest. That'll be Friday and Saturday. There's the AEW All Outside Party on Sunday afternoon across from Now Arena. And we'll be talking a little bit about this with Dave when he comes on. It's Busted Open's Nation Across the Nation. And that's Saturday night. Although the site might change to a different venue. So stay tuned to Busted Open Radio and their social media at Busted Open for more details on what's going on with that. But it should be a very exciting fan-friendly show. Dave LaGrucca and Mark Henry Saturday night in the Chicago area. All right. Also, this past weekend, we had the NWA's doubleheader in St. Louis. Sunday night was NWA 73, and Trevor Murdoch wins the NWA championship by defeating longtime reigning champ Nick Aldis. So congratulations to the veteran Trevor Murdoch. A lot of people remember him from the Cade and Murdoch team in WWE probably a little over a decade ago. 
Trevor's persevered. He's been back in the NWA for a while, and he wins the title. We also had Mickey James defeating Chicago's Kylie Ray, and then a couple of friends of the show, Marche Rocket and Sam Adonis, who's known in the NWA as El Rudo, they participated in a 12-man battle royal. Unfortunately, neither one of those guys proved to be the victor in the number one contender match for the NWA National Championship. And also, there's a very memorable Ric Flair appearance. Obviously, with Flair being recently released from WWE, he's free to latch on anywhere he wants. Ended up showing up in St. Louis, cutting a heartfelt promo, and even thanked a lot of WWE brass, which was kind of cool. Also this past weekend in St. Louis, there was NWA Empower, which was an all-women's show, and a couple of Chicago-based wrestlers were on that program. Sky Blue defeated Christy Janes in a pre-show match, and also we had Diamante defeating Tormenta and Kylie Ray in a triple threat match. And also Chelsea Green won the NWA Women's Invitational Cup gauntlet. Obviously, Chelsea's done some local stuff as well. Zello Pro most recently. Now, turning the page to the big week coming up in the Chicago area for independent wrestling. And that starts with the Summit this weekend, Friday through Sunday, up in Hoffman Estates with Freelance Wrestling, Freelance Underground, GCW, and the return of Black Label Pro, in addition to Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And that Freelance Freelance Underground show on, on Friday night, September the 3rd, that's going to be a killer show. And it leads with Nick Gage, the crazy one, teaming up with Kylie Ray against Robert Ego Anthony and Frank the Clown. I mean, Frank must have a death wish. Getting thrown off a platform by Lance Archer or wrestling. Last year, he gets splashed through a table by Joey Janela off a goalpost. I got to give Frank credit for being very ballsy, but also not very smart. At least, you know, people can't say, oh, he's not paying his dues because he's getting his ass kicked at a lot of these big shows. We also have freelance underground champion GPA defending the title against Dan Housen and the freelance underground independent championship as champ Laney Luck defends against Daniel Garcia, who we've recently seen on AEW. So that's a big deal. GCW's Art of War games on Saturday night will feature GCW champion Matt Cardona in an open challenge. And also, during Sunday's Effie's Big Gay Brunch, there's a main event of Effie and former NXT superstar Jake Atlas. That should be a lot of fun. Turning to AAW Pro, Destination Chicago, Thursday night, September the 2nd. Now they're returning to Logan Square Auditorium for the first time in over a year. Couple of matches announced for that show already include Chicago suburban native Juice Robinson coming back to town to take on one called Manders. And also Daniel Garcia on this card facing Davey Richards. Plus a whole lot more to come. Fred Yehi, Josh Alexander, a whole bunch of other great talent. So stay tuned for that. That show, I believe, is already sold out. Should be a good one. And also Thursday night, September the 2nd, Zello Pro for one of their final Summer of Zello shows of the season. 
following the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. And for a complete calendar of local events in the Chicagoland area, plus WWE, AEW, and a lot more, check out WindyCitySlam.com and go to the calendar of events for more details. All right, everyone, the moment everyone's been waiting for. Our special guest for this week, Busted Opens, Dave LaGreca. Stay tuned. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And this week, one of the biggest guests we've ever had. I'm so looking forward to talking once again to Sirius XM Busted Open Radio's Dave LaGreca. Dave, thanks for joining us. And how are you? I'm great, man. It's uh, It's been crazy since the last time we spoke because we were in Chicago, uh, right outside Chicago for the first ever StarCast. And uh, you and I, and you did the amazing article uh, on the show and on me and our, our 10 years on the air. And now we're closing in on 13 years on the air. So a lot has happened in the last three years. It's amazing. And first of all, I will plug for you. You can catch Dave on Busted Open Radio. And that's Sirius XM's Fight Nation Channel 156. And it's from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Chicago time, Monday through Friday. And also... They have a show on Saturday at the same time, 8 to 11. That's usually Ryan McKinnell and Mark Henry. Yep. And this week, this coming week, in just a few days, you and Mark will be in town, nation across the nation, Chicago cheers. And that's Saturday night, September the 4th, at the Brownstone Tavern and Grill in Chicago. And that's 3937 North Lincoln Avenue. Event begins at 5 o'clock. And it's open to fans 21 and over. So, Dave, walk us into a little bit more about nation across the nation. Yeah, you got it. And as a matter of fact, believe it or not, Mike, um, that venue may change just based on the fact that that venue only holds a certain amount of people. And, you know, we have a big demand. So that venue may be changing. So, uh, you know, just make sure you check out if you already purchased tickets or you're thinking about going. Go to nationacrossthenation.com or nationacrossthenation.live to find out all the details. Believe me, it won't be far from that area. It's all going to be in that same area. But very, very lucky, Mike, that, as you know, you've experienced it. A lot of fans and a lot of Nation members come out. It's going to be me and Mark, and it's not going to be a show. We're, we're going to hang out with the fans. We're gonna, it's going to be a meet and greet, you know, sign autographs, take pictures you know, take questions uh, from the audience and just kind of just have a party and hang out. So it's not going to be like we're up on a stage and then everybody's going to be sitting someplace watching. No, we're all going to be in a gathering, like a party atmosphere. So I'm really looking forward to Saturday night. That's really cool. It's a little bit different than your normal busted open radio uh, live show that you guys do sometimes. Yeah, and, and and obviously Busted Open is our bread and butter. But the reason why we're doing Nation Across the Nation, Mike, is because uh, Busted Open right now, uh, you know, we, we're not doing a lot. Sirius XM is not doing a lot of live events right now with everything that's going on. Uh, 
but there's so many big pro wrestling events are happening. So Mark and I also Bully and I are doing some things in the on the East Coast, like in Philly, that we're doing this month as well. So we 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 want to be out there for the fans. We want to go out. We want to. We don't want to sit on our hands and just wait. We're going to go out there and we're we're trying to make the fans happy as possible. So that's what we're doing. And you had mentioned earlier, uh, you guys were here uh, a few years ago for the very first Starcast. That was all in weekend, and I attended your remote show at Hyatt Regency Schaumburg. And I, I mean, I got there super early, and I am not a morning person, not at all. I'm a night owl. My shoot job, I work late at night, and I got up early. I had to get a seat up close to you and Bully. And that's just how badly I wanted to be there. I, I got to see Mother Marissa. Uh, Alex Metz was there as well. Uh, could you share some of your memories from that weekend? Yeah, that, that weekend was really special to me because uh, that was coming off the heels of our 10-year anniversary. And going out there uh, on the road, being near Chicago, which is such a great wrestling city. But that was all that was before AEW Dynamite started. And that was just when it was kind of like StarCast was all these wrestling shows and wrestling podcasts all in one building doing their shows, which was really cool. But also it was like all these indie wrestling organizations. And it was kind of like the best of the indies with Ring of Honor. And it just was just an awesome show. Still one of the, the greatest wrestling shows that I've ever been in with with that first ever all out or all in before all out. But that was just a special vibe. And it and it was really that felt like to me with WrestleMania, as much as I love WrestleMania week and WrestleMania weekend, it's it's the wrestling fan, but it's also like the mainstream fans, kind of like the Super Bowl of wrestling. This is more about just the hardcore pro wrestling fan that came out for Starcast. Like it was really eye-opening. Um, and it just is amazing to see how much that wrestling outside the WWE has grown since just three. I mean, that was three years ago, Mike, that three years isn't a long time, but how much like what, what the world of pro wrestling is like outside of WWE. So that's always going to be that landmark special moment that fans look back on as kind of like the beginning of what we're seeing right now. Absolutely. Um, as for all out, the card is just shaping up to be another solid show. And AEW usually delivers at these pay-per-views. Now, what matches are, are drawing you in? What are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, on the pre-show, you have the 21-woman uh, ba casino battle royale, which should be really cool because who's going to be that next contender for Britt Baker? So you kind of look at the names and you're kind of like, all right, who would be the next good opponent for Britt Baker? And to me, it's Thunder Rosa. But... Mm -hmm. There's also that Joker, that wild card yep. that you're going to get some kind of surprise. And every year we get some kind of surprise from that casino battle royal. So what's that surprise going to be? So that's interesting. And that's on the pre-show. And then you look at the main show and there's so many matches, like you said, Mike. I mean, right now, to me, it's kind of Jericho and MJF. We've seen this story play out, you know, the entire time that AEW Dynamite's been on the air. So... You know, is this going to be the end for Jericho? Jericho's 50 years old. You know, he has Fozzie. He's a commentator on Rampage. Could this be the end of his career? Or can he finally get a win against NJF? That, that's definitely one of the matches I'm looking forward to uh, uh, on Sunday. 
Yeah, MGF, uh, one of the best heels in wrestling. And no doubt. He takes it seriously, too. Uh, back at StarCast two years ago when AEW had a huge presence, I had a friend of mine in a wheelchair, and uh, he goes up to MJF, and MJF's like, I could do something you can't do, and just stands up out of his chair. So it's like, wow. Yeah, he's nasty. He's a mean dude. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. He's got an attitude. We don't really get along. We don't see eye to eye, but obviously, Mike, you can understand why, because he's just not a good human being. But that's just one of many, ma I mean, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage, champion versus champion. That should be phenomenal as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They had a great match on the first episode of Rampage a couple weeks ago. And I, I have to admit, Dave, that the, the first time I heard that it was going to be Christian Cage and Kenny Omega, I was a little bit underwhelmed. But then I kept watching. I saw the match on Rampage. I'm like, you know what? Christian Cage can go with anybody at any time. Yep. And it, it's still a very good matchup. It might not have been the glamour matchup people were hoping for, but I think it's still going to be a terrific match. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, that match they had at Rampage, also talking to Christian Cage on Busted Open where, hey, this is an opportunity. He said a main event match for a championship, you know, like, he, you know, a year, like what, how, how long ago? A year ago, he was retired. He wasn't even wrestling. So, you know, it's, it, this is going to be special. And it's kind of cool in 2021 that, you know, Edge is back being a main eventer for the WWE and, and Christian Cage is a world champion. So I think that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, guys that broke in the business in the mid to late 90s, uh, still thriving. Yep. Uh, yeah, and one of the people close to my heart, Chicago guy, CM Punk, back in wrestling, he's facing Darby Allen here at All Out. And I'm just so geeked up for this match. And I know you had some issues with Punk, with how he left the business a few years ago. And uh, how do you feel about Punk now, Dave? Well, you know what? In his promo, Mike, he kind of addressed that. He said, if I, you know, if I upset anybody, if I disrespected anybody uh, with some of the things that I said, it's because um, I was never going to be able to be the person that I want to be. You know, I was never going to heal because of working with the company that got me sick in the first place. And those that was kind of his answer to a lot of critics like myself that didn't like the way he went out like. Um, I understand where he's coming from, but I understand the other side too, when it comes to the WWE, he had a long championship reign. Um, he, he was, he stepped in a ring with the undertaker at a WrestleMania, Mike. I mean, how many wrestlers could say that, you know, that, you know, and that was at the height of the streak, you know, that was before the streak was broken and actually broke that next year yes. in new Orleans. Like, so CM Punk was the last kind of wrestler that was part of that streak when it came to The Undertaker. But we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I think fans missed him. I missed him. A lot of fans missed him. Um, I think he's very, very genuine about his love for pro wrestling. And that's what I wanted to hear from CM Punk. I didn't want to hear from the jaded, angry CM Punk. I wanted CM Punk in front of his hometown in Chicago, you know, with tears in his eyes welcoming pro wrestling back into his life and i think that's what 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 he what we got so i'm excited to see what we're going to get from cm punk moving forward yeah when personally when punk left i was heartbroken uh i know it may be a little bit of hero worship but i was depressed for a couple of days and this is professional wrestling i shouldn't get depressed about it but you know we, we have all have this passion for for the business 
and I miss punk so much. And then um, I can understand the frustrations with creative. I can understand the fact that he was a champion for 434 days, but rarely ever main evented a pay-per-view. Which is true. And I was at, you know, so many shows where he was on the card defending that WWE championship and he was not in the main event. You know, you know, I saw, you know, Cena and Big Show main event pay-per-views and CM Punk was on, you know, in the middle of the show defending the WWE championship. We saw it at WrestleMania 28 when he was WWE champion. He was he went up against Chris Jericho, which is an extremely underrated match, you know, in the middle of the show, you know, when he's your WWE champion. So I understand that. But, you know, he was WWE champion. He had one of the, the greatest segments of all time with one of the greatest promos of all time with the pipe bomb. And like I said, going up against The Undertaker. But you know what? let's put that in the past. Now we got a rejuvenated CM. He actually, I interviewed CM Punk in New Jersey a couple of days before WrestleMania 29, when he faced the undertaker. And I can honestly say the CM Punk that I interviewed, I got a question in with the media scrum after rampage. He looked healthier in 2021 than he did at WrestleMania 28 you know, 29. And that was eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So he looks better now than he did eight years ago. So that, I think that tells you where he was physically and mentally seven, eight years ago in the WWE. Yeah. Punk and Darby should be a really good match at all out. And another person that over the last year has just exploded in AEW. And I've seen her in the Chicago Indies as well, working for Zello Pro and Warrior Wrestling. And that's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And her development and her in-ring work, it's all amazing now. From And how far that she's come from about a year or so ago. She's just an incredible champion. Yeah, she is. And I think that's the champion that everybody wants in AEW. Uh, she can be a heel. It doesn't matter. Fans are going to love Dr. Britt Baker. It's it's impossible for her to be hated. And she's going up against somebody that the fans do love and Chris Statlander. But I really do think, Mike, it's it's going to be Thunder Rosa that's going to, you know, really show those heel tendencies and where she might get a bit of a negative reaction from the AEW fan base when she's in the ring with somebody like Thunder Rosa. She's going to find she's going to need that wrestler that's going to push her. And I think Thunder Rosa is that person. That's why I think we may see Thunder Rosa come out of that 21-woman casino battle royal as getting that number one contendership at All Out. Maybe at full gear we'll see that match. In maybe. Maybe. It's going to be fun to see. Yeah, another match I'm looking forward to as well. Two guys that were NXT champions, Pac and Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, and Andrade, since coming back, um, he seems rejuvenated. Always loved him. I mean, he's fantastic in the ring. And I love him with Guerrero. I think that's a great pairing with those two. And Pac has is, is just been tremendous. And he was out for so long because of travel restrictions, because of COVID. It's good that this is kind of like the match. I think that's kind of like his coming out party in a lot of ways. I think Andrade is going to bring the bring the bring out the best in him at all out. So I'm looking forward to that match for sure. I think people forget that Pac actually beat Kenny Omega at All Out a couple of years ago in a hell of a match. Yep, 100%. Yeah, people forget about that, and they shouldn't because that's how good he is. Yeah. And also we have John Moxley against Kojima in a match. That should be interesting. 
And think about that. Like, this is going to be a standout match, but I think that shows the strength of the AEW roster. Moxley was consistently in the main event, right? And now he's not in the main event. Like, we saw Jericho in the main event. Now Jericho's not in the main event. Like, we saw Orange Cassidy in the main event. Now he's not. They they have done a good job of making that roster a good portion of that roster, Mike. Main eventers. Like, that's the one knock on the WWE for the longest time. You only have, like, a handful of wrestlers that are main event wrestlers. Right now, I think you could look at a good portion, maybe 40 to 50% of that roster that you could put in the main event picture right now. And I think that shows you where John Moxley is on the card. But he's a main eventer. And this match is going to be – this match, I'm telling you, from just a crazy pro wrestling standpoint, standpoint is going to be a standout match. One thing I worry about with some of the AEW acquisitions as of late, I mean, there's a lot of former WWE people, people associated with WWE, and a lot of them are getting pretty big spots. Do you have any concern at all if that maybe some of the younger guys or the fresher faces might get held back a little bit? Uh, it's a great question. And as of right now, I'm going to say no. Big reason why Christian Cage comes in. Christian Cage, former WWE superstar, could definitely grab the limelight. But what did Christian do at Double or Nothing? He put over Jungle Boy in a big way. I think one of his proudest moments of recent would be doing and taking Jungle Boy and putting that him to that next plateau. It's the same thing Jericho has done for Orange Cassidy and for MJF. Like he took the, both those wrestlers and put them to a, a, another stage in their careers. So look at what Sting has done for Darby Allen. You know, so you, yeah, I can understand you looking at all these WWE superstars or former WWE superstars coming in, but what they've done. Sting, Christian Cage, Jericho, even CM Punk in that promo on Rampage, he mentioned Darby Allen. He's having a match with Darby Allen at All Out. That's going to, once again, elevate somebody like Darby Allen. So you, we've seen Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, all elevated. And I think Matt Hardy has done that with Private Party. I think Matt Hardy came in and elevated Private Party. So as of right now, I think they've done a great job of elevating that younger talent. I can kind of agree with that, although I still have maybe a little bit of fear, but uh, uh, Ethan Page came in and now he's just been putting a team with um, Scorpio Sky, the, who, who broke away from SU, who I thought would be a singles guy. And that's one thing I was a little concerned about, but you're absolutely right. And Jericho too has always been a guy that puts over younger talent, even back to his WWE days. Yeah, but even now, like, and, and you're right, but, you know, we're seeing what we're getting with Dan Lambert. You know, maybe Dan Lambert could elevate Ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Look what Malachi Black is doing with the Nightmare family, working with the Nightmare family. So maybe he can elevate them a little bit here. Uh, you know, we're going to, one of the matches that we haven't talked about, Mike, is we're going to see Paul White in the ring. Yeah. So, like, he's got an opportunity to elevate somebody at All Out as well. Yeah, that should be interesting, him and QT Marshall going at yeah. it. Yeah. And then we also have a uh, tag team championship match for the Young Bucks. Obviously, I was there two years ago for that hellacious ladder match between the Bucks and Lucha Brothers. And it, Amazing. it's about time that the Lucha Brothers are back in that title picture. Yeah, I, I, I love the Lucha Brothers. The fans love them. Uh, that, and I think their styles – 
blend in so well with the Young Bucks. So that that's definitely a match I want to see. Now, turning the page a little bit, um, WWE, it's been a crazy time with that company. Uh, all the releases, some of the, the creative has been in question over the last few years. The impending changes to NXT. I'm sure you've been ranting in your sleep about this. Yeah, and it's kind of like a love-hate relationship that I have with the WWE, Mike, because Monday Night Raw is so frustrating for me to watch. Some of the booking that you talked about, and we saw some of that at SummerSlam, the good and the bad. SmackDown has been tremendous. And NXT, which is a show that I love, which actually you can make the case, and Bully says it, that NXT might be the best pure pro wrestling show that there is, and they're going to compete. Looks like they're going to completely change that show. So that's frustrating for me as a wrestling fan. But, you know, listen, we still got over 50,000 fans at SummerSlam. It was the, the highest, you know, grossing SummerSlam ever. Um, and with Peacock, the most watched SummerSlam ever. So, like, those are, those are numbers you can't ignore. So as frustrated as we get with the WWE, they're getting some of their biggest numbers ever monetarily wise financially than ever before but it's good to see becky back though i didn't like the way they brought back becky i hated it and i love the way they brought back brock so you know it's definitely a show you got to keep your eye on and watch to see what's going to happen next and with becky and brock smackdown is going to be uh must see tv but what do they got to do with raw and with nick khan even saying oh maybe a fourth hour i'm like i can't get through two and a half hours without falling asleep yeah, it's frustrating, and I don't – and that's one of the things I got frustrated with when it came to Becky. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Becky Lynch was your Royal Women's Champion, had to give up that Royal Women's Championship when she found out she was pregnant to start her family. Now she's back, and she goes after the SmackDown Women's Championship, hasn't wrestled in over a year, but gets a championship match at SummerSlam and beats Bianca Belair in 24 seconds. The return was great. Seeing Becky was great, but nothing about that segment made any sense at all. Why are you bringing Carmella out and burying her? Yeah. You didn't need to do that. There was no reason to. Then you have a match with Bianca. Why? Why does she, she deserve a match against Bianca? And why is she going after the SmackDown Women's Championship when she was the Raw Women's Championship? And then why are you going at Bianca the way you're going at it when your rivalry was actually with the person who's now holding the Royal Women's Championship in Charlotte Flair. Like, none of that segment made any sense to me. And that's what's so frustrating when it comes to the WWE. It's like you have the talent and you have the story perfectly placed in front of your eyes and they don't see the obvious and they always go with some convoluted way to get there. It makes no sense. They... The simplest things are the things that the WWE seems to have the most difficult with. I think it's a case of too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, yeah. too many TV writers and not enough wrestling people making these decisions. And listen, I understand you lost Sasha Banks and she couldn't perform. You know what? Have Bianca wrestle Carmella. I know the fans don't want to see it. And I know that it's upsetting for them. But. If Becky came back to challenge Charlotte after she won the Royal Women's Championship, not have a match, you have Charlotte win the Royal Women's Championship, which she did, and then after winning that Royal Women's Championship, Becky's, Becky's music hits, and out comes Becky Lynch. She takes a microphone and challenges Charlotte. Like, that's 
you know what, Mike? You're forgetting all about Bianca and Sasha. Or, you know, you're forgetting all about Bianca and Carmel. You're forgetting all about that. Becky's back. So you made your SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, who has a great story and has an emotional connection with her fans. You still kept her and made her look strong. And then you have the na- natural rivalry between Charlotte and Becky reignited at Smack at SummerSlam. To me, that would have been such an amazing, a more amazing moment uh, at SummerSlam. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And I think they really miss Bailey too with the, she had the injury. She was one of the hottest things they had for about a good solid year and a half. Agreed. And her being out really kind of changed some things on that SmackDown side. Yeah, it's, it, we, we, you miss Bailey, but you know what? Even though she's not injured, I miss Asuka. You know, I mean, I, I, there's so many amazing, you know, Shayna Baszler, you know, just losing week in and week out when she was such a dominant NXT champion. Like, I, I, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, some of the booking decisions by the WWE. Yeah. Now, moving on, independent wrestling. And I know you've done a few things across the country. Um, IWF with Kevin Knight. And then, obviously, you had this little thing with Thunder Rosa down at Mission Pro Wrestling down in Texas. So what's your feel about the state of independent wrestling right now? Like, to me, it's kind of like, you know, the old territories. You have your independent scene, you know, you know, Game Changer Wrestling and, you know, based in New Jersey. And like you mentioned, Mission Pro Wrestling based in Texas. And there's a lot of, you know, um, I mean, I'm a, pro pwg out in la like to me it's kind of like the territory system again and you know even though i got my ass kicked by thunder rosa in texas like stepping into a wrestling ring in texas like to me that just brings back memories of watching world class when i was was younger or watching houston wrestling or southeast wrestling when i was a kid like that, that, that like you have that regional feel like when the AEW comes to town or WWE comes to town or Ring of Honor comes to town, that's like the traveling circus, right? They go from city to city and they travel around. But when you go to these independent shows, it really does feel like those regional old school territories. So, man, I, I love indie wrestling. Indie wrestling's the backbone. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I follow as much as I can, especially Fight TV does a great job of showcasing a lot of that regional independent wrestling. And that's where I watch a lot of it. And, and of course, reading it, I still I still subscribe to the magazines. I still inside the ropes out of the UK, which does a fantastic job covering the UK and the and the and the wrestling scene there. And then Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they have a whole section where they talk about indie wrestling and still do the old match cards and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they even like they do a whole thing on the indies where they just cover the indie scene. So I still subscribe to the old school magazines. That's where I keep track. And a lot of the wrestlers that as you talked about Mike at the beginning of the show, a lot of wrestlers that we're gonna see at all out were all wrestlers that you saw with, with independent wrestling in Chicago. Yeah. So uh yeah I there I, I always have my eye on the indie scene. Yeah, around here we have companies like Warrior Wrestling and AAW Pro. Those are kind of your super indies in this area. Plus, we have like Freelance, Freelance Underground, Zello Pro, Chicago Style Wrestling. 
uh, Pow Entertainment. Those are just a few of the companies in this area that have produced some great shows and some great talent that you now see with the bigger boys. Yeah, and, and Warrior Wrestling, I think, did a great job even during the pandemic. They were able to do shows socially distanced. You know, you got Nick Houseman from Wrestling Inc. that does play-by-play for some of their shows. Like, so, yeah, that Warrior Wrestling, I think, does a phenomenal job. Yeah, they had the outdoor shows on the football yep. field. Those were fantastic. We had the, this guy named Frank the Clown come down in a helicopter earlier this year. I, I actually mean, tweeted about that was one of the best entrances. I've, I have th- I said it was the best entrance that I've seen in years. So, uh, you know, uh, kudos to Frank the Clown, who we saw at ringside at AEW in Chicago, giving Punk a hug. I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he's quite the interesting character, a good guy, too. Um, speaking of Frank the Clown, it's kind of a funny segue. He's a big L.A. Rams fan, even though he's Chicago through and through. And you have NFL experience working with the NFL channel over at SiriusXM, and you're a New Jersey guy, but you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Now, can you explain uh, why you're a Cowboys fan rather than a Giants or a Jets fan? Well, first of all, uh, first off, uh, when you talk about the L.A. Rams, kudos to Nita Strauss, nation member who does, you know, plays the guitar at the beginning of each and every Rams game. I'm looking forward to seeing that during the season. And she did it during the preseason this year, which is amazing. Um, Yeah, because, you know, football to me uh, has always been more of a national sport than a local sport. It's not like baseball. Baseball has always been to me extremely regional. Um, football is national with Monday night football. And now it's Sunday night football and Thursday night football. It's more of a national game, uh, than, than a local regional game. But I grew up in, I grew up in a house where both my brother and my father were huge New York giants fans. And the first game I ever watched was a game between the Cowboys and the, and the giants. And just to go against my dad and my brother, I rooted for the Cowboys. They wound up losing that game in overtime. Joe, Dan- Joe Danello, who missed three field goals during the course of the game for the Giants, kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime to beat the Cowboys. But I just, I just became a Cowboy fan that day. And I've been a Cowboy fan my whole life. And they've given me some great memories and some uh, – heartbreaking moments as well and it's been a bad 25 years to be a cowboy fan but Tex Schramm did an amazing job of promoting that team and the things that he did with the brand new helmets each and every game with the shiny helmet with the star on it and the hole in the roof and all that stuff as a little kid that just hooked me and I've been a cowboy fan ever since. Yeah, you and Nova are uh, some of the bigger Cowboy fans that I've encountered over the years. But you know what? I got to say this, Mike. I'm I'm a Cowboy fan, but having had worked for the NFL for as long as I have, I I it's harder and harder to just like one team. You know, I, I've become very good friends with Derek Brooks, who's a big Nation member, listens to our show every day. You know, he invited me to his hall of fame induction. So how do I not root for the Tampa Bay bucks? You know, like I worked so many years with Bob Papa and Carl Banks. How do I not root for the giants? You know, Tony Khan is so good to bust it open. How do I not have a soft spot in my heart for the Jaguars? So, you know, it, it, it's, but I, the Cowboys are always going to be the heart and soul of my uh, professional football fandom. 
Well, hopefully Dak Prescott's healthy and their line is healthy and their defense is healthy. Dak Prescott, I mean, Zeke is going to be a key. Can he get back to form where he was three years ago? But Dak is the biggest thing. And there's a, it's a big question mark. It's going to be a big question mark even week one when it comes to Dak Prescott. But if he can't be the Dak Prescott that we saw two years ago, we're going to have, we're going to really struggle in that NFC. It's been, it's been 25 years since yep. we've had success. So we'll see. I mean, think about this, Mike, the bucks and a, what a 40 something year old Tom Brady won four playoff games in a year. They won four playoff games. The Cowboys have won four playoff games in 25 years. That's crazy. I think that just tells you how bad the Cowboys have been for two and a half decades. And I am sympathetic toward that because I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I really grew up with them winning the Super Bowl in 85, and it was just a terrific team, great personalities. And then it was, it's been pretty much downhill ever since. Hoping that Justin Fields is definitely the answer here. Fingers crossed. Yeah, the Bears are one of those teams, man, that like, you know, that 85 team may have been one of the greatest teams in the history of the NFL, but they only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think it shows you that Buddy Ryan was the guy behind that team. Yeah, he left and it was down. That's it. That. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So uh, it's been 12 years now for Busted Open going on 13. Uh, where do you guys go from here? Well, we're always we're always kind of we're always growing and we're always trying to bring new aspects to this show at the 10 year anniversary party. We also became the number one serious XM sports show, which I'm very proud to say uh, we're, the, we're still the number one homegrown sports show on, on Sirius XM. Number one show is Pat McAfee, who I love near and dear. Um, and it's been a great supporter of our show, but we just had the Sirius XM show. You know, I think the first big thing was bringing in a bully, bringing in a Mark Henry, bringing in a Tommy dream, you know, and then, the podcast now having the podcast so even people who don't subscribe to Sirius XM they should still be you know still could be nation loyal nation members so we have the podcast uh we have now nation across the nation that we just brought in where you know we could do live shows we can go out there and be and hang around with the people that's very very special to me so you know we're always growing we're always innovating we're always trying to bring new aspects to the show so like whatever like your question, what's next? I don't know what's next. You know, we're, we're going to have to find out because as pro wrestling grows, so is Busted Open. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, why don't you go ahead and promote your social media and anything else that you want to promote? Like, uh, I know you have a new shirt out there. I do. <laughs> and I got to give uh, a shout out um, to one of our, our, our loyal nation members who actually took a picture of me in Pittsburgh. Uh, where I wasn't at my best, um, and um, I, I was a total mess. My shirt was ripped. I had ketchup pouring from the top of my head onto my face, thanks to Thunder Rosa. And that snapshot of that picture is now a shirt that's available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, I don't want to curse on your show, so I'm not going to curse. <laughs> but, um, but that's kind of now my rallying cry. When you experience Dave LaGreca, 
it's going to be an experience. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know who's going to show up, but it's an experience. And when, when LaGreca, LaGreca does LaGreca stuff, you know, and I, I don't want to curse, but I, but I do certain things when I'm out there in front of the, in front of the fans and in front of the nation. And I think if you go to prowrestlingtees.com and see my latest shirt, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And you can listen to the Busted Open podcast Monday through Saturday, uh, Monday through Sunday. I mean, we have seven days of the Busted Open podcast because when we're not live on SiriusXM, we have a special podcast that drops on Sunday that you can only get on the Busted Open podcast. And it's with me, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray, all of us together. It's called the Master's Class. We have that every Sunday, so please subscribe. It's free. So make sure you subscribe to the Busted Open podcast and give us a five-star rating. We appreciate that. And then on SiriusXM, we're live Monday through Saturday from 9 to noon. Uh, please go to nationacrossthenation.com and nationacrossthenation.live to find out where Mark and I are going to be next. And also, I also want to mention on your show that Bully and I will be uh, in, at the old ECW Arena on Saturday, September 18th. So make sure you look that up uh, because that's going to be something special. Bully at the old ECW arena on Saturday, September 18th. So yeah. And just follow me at David LaGreca one on social, on all social media platforms and you find out what we're doing next. David, it's been a joy. Loved having you on. We'll have to do it again down the line at some point. Dude, I love you, Mike. Thanks for always supporting the show. It was great seeing you at StarCast a few years ago, and I look forward to seeing you again. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. All right, you got it. Thanks, Mike. All right. That was a fun interview with Dave LaGreca. One of the best interviews I think I've had on the show. Really, really had a good time talking to Dave. And you can catch Dave LaGreca on SiriusXM's Busted Open Radio Monday through Friday on SiriusXM's Fight Nation Channel 156, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Chicago time. Dave and Mark Henry and the Busted Open crew will be in Chicago this Saturday night with Nation Across the Nation. Keep listening to Busted Open Radio for more details. Check out their social media as well for a lot more. All right, should be a huge weekend. And next week, we'll have another big show for you. We'll recap AEW's All Out and some of the other fun events from this coming weekend. Plus, special guest, he's returning to the show. It's OVW star. It's Berwin Championship Wrestling's very own, the Chicago Bear Hug, Steve Michaels. Catch us next week. So long, everybody. <laughs>